Today's episode of What's in the Box Office is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our books, right Noah? Absolutely. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the code LISTENER5 at checkout. 5, the number, don't spell it out. Valid until the 30th of June for new users on all modes of transport. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Omeo, plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. This weekend at the box office theaters were a quiet place no more as audiences returned in outstanding numbers. Plus, Disney was seeing spots, not on Dalmatians, but vacant seats in theaters as Cruella opened to so-so numbers. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this, the 154th episode of What's in the Box Office. Hello everyone and welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. I'm your host, Noah, and we definitely do that each week. <laughs> That's our thing. Always has been. And weeks come and weeks go. That's right. No matter what the week is. You you doing. could you could go back so far as oh god, like m- Early March 2020, and we'd be doing the exact same thing we're doing yeah, right now. Sure, just to pick a random week. I mean, you could go even farther back than that. You could, yeah. But just speci- if if you were to start going back, I mean, you could just start at you know early March, late February of yeah. 2020. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, doing yeah, the same yeah. thing that yeah. we're doing now. Hundred percent. Uh, this is exciting. I mean, you know, we're done with our little shtick trying to figure out. What we could do while theaters have closed, they have opened. I think we did pretty well, and with quite a bang, I think so too. But it, there is some solace, and you know, it's it's bittersweet because on the one hand, we're doing what we set out to do on this podcast. Now, yes, and on the other hand, we don't get to have fun uh, with uh, our guests or just think of like you know things to do and, and stuff. So it's, it's 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 you know, we'll just have to go back to enjoying their company in real life, and uh... <laughs> enjoying Joe's company in real life. I guess I could get behind that. Yeah. I mean, amazingly, he is less of an antagonist in real life. <laughs> to me, certainly. <laughs> yeah, all right. Fair enough. Uh, but for the first time in 15 months, Noah, give us a top five. Absolutely. I am. Uh, I was still just in the uh, in the moment, and now I'm ready for our top five. <laughs> Not that ready top to five. give us the top five? That top five from later are... Top five for this weekend, week 22, May 28th through 30th. I'll remember what order I do all those things in eventually. Yeah, this is our first time back, you know. A Quiet Place, part two, opened at number one with $48.3 million, which seems good. Cruella. Do you you have the four-day also or no? I do not have the four-day also. Maybe I do. Let's see. Uh, no, I do not have the four-day also. All right, it's fine. I'll talk but about now it. I get your little baseball manager sig- signal <laughs> over the, there. Of the four fingers? Yeah, yeah. pulling on the broom of your cap. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a holiday weekend, that's all. Number two was Cruella, which opened with $21.3 million, which is less than half. I'm going to start adding math into this list. Number three was Spiral. That made $2.2 million. That was a... 
50.5% drop from last weekend. It is up to a 19.7 million total. Wrath of Man came in at number four with 2.1, a 29.5% drop. That is up to 22.1 total. And Raya and the Last Dragon came in at number five with 1.9 million. That was a 19.7% increase, which brings its total to $50.8 million. Our feature presentation, A Quiet Place Part 2, opened with $48 million over the weekend and $58 million for the four-day holiday debut. I need to take you back to Thursday, March 12th, 2020, in a statement from Paramount Pictures. That reads, After much consideration and in light of the ongoing and developing situation concerning coronavirus and restrictions on global travel and public gatherings, Paramount Pictures will be moving the worldwide release of A Quiet Place Part 2. We believe in and support the theatrical experience, and we look forward to bringing this film to audiences this year once we have a better understanding of the impact of this pandemic on the global theatrical marketplace. I think it's pretty concerning that that entire statement was very familiar to me. Huh. Like, as you were reading, I was like, yeah, yeah, I remembered all of these corporate words that I read once a, a year plus ago. And they waited, and they waited, and John Krasinski was a big advocate in the, the theatricalness of this movie. Sure. And they waited, and they waited, and finally, it has opened, and... I think what is most astonishing about this debut is that it is in line with projections from last March of what the sequel would open to. Is that is that true? A few weeks before the film was set to open, it was predicted at a $50 million opening weekend. All right. Most theaters in the U.S. are open. Most of them in Canada are not. And it's true that most of the North American money for the box office comes from the U.S., but those theaters that were open had limited capacities. Not only that, but you have to factor in people that were thinking about seeing the movie and maybe look because every, every, all the tickets are bought online so you got to pick seats and saw the amount of people and chose not to go this weekend. You take sure. these things into account and this opening is even more... I mean, what do you think of when you see this number for this movie? I think this seems like... like It, it seems like a real number. Uh, I'm not surprised to hear that this is what it was supposed to open to uh, because this seems like the kind of thing that this movie would be supposed to open to. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's shockingly normal. The film very nice. has good reviews, good buzz, good audience polling, a minus cinema score versus the B plus for the first film. And we may have smooth sailing ahead. The budget was up from the previous film from 17 million to 61. So it'll need those legs. But either way, this is a win of monumental proportions, not just for Paramount, which badly needs a hit, but for the theatrical experience and then the viability of people wanting to see movies. It's actually higher, Noah, than The Conjuring 2's $41 million opening in 2016. And there was no pandemic or limited capacities at that time. Ironically, the third Conjuring film is coming out next week, and that will be a big competitor, so we'll have to see how it holds up to another horror film, but that's rated R, and that also has the HBO Max deal. Right. So it will also be debuting on HBO Max, uh, as all are, as are all Warner Brothers films this year. Boy, how they must be rethinking that right about now. It's possible that this is a fluke, but theaters seem to be back, and moviegoers are itching to go. I'm very excited about this. All, all weekend, Box Office Twitter was 
so excited. This movie had a higher Thursday debut than the first one. It had a higher opening weekend, a higher opening day than the first one. $19 million on Friday. Yeah. I mean, it was just very, very exciting. I do think it's probably important to temper our expectations a little bit. Yeah. Uh, like, just we, just week to week, I think it's probably unlikely that theaters are fully back to normal. If we if we get to next week and The Conjuring makes, like, $15 million or right. whatever. We shouldn't uh, cry foul and say, yeah, be, no, oh, a disaster. End. Like, it's still, it's just, it's going to be bumpy for a little while, I assume. Maybe things are just fully fucking back to normal right away, but I'm guessing it's going to take a couple of months before things level out completely. That's true. But this was a terrific shot in the arm. Oh, yeah. It was exciting. We we you and I saw a movie all 3 days this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. And how exciting was it to see people in a theater enjoying themselves? It was very exciting. We we saw we saw people in a theater. We went to a new theater. That we'd never been yeah. to before, which is hard to do at this point. Mm-hmm. We've spent a lot of time in this general vicinity. We saw a Quiet Place 2 in IMAX, and it was packed. Yeah. People were having a great time. Yeah. That one guy was snoring. One guy seemed like he was snoring behind me, and that's yeah. not a detriment to the quality of the movie. He just... No, he just was t- It was a late show. It was a late show. Early on in the movie, uh, someone went, oh my God, she can't hear anything. Yep. Well, not I having for- seen the first one, I guess. I've forgotten the quote, but... That was a real. That was a real temporary blow. Yeah. To my excitement. Yeah. And being back. Yeah. Like yeah, a crowd. Here we are. The kids and snickering fuck, behind you. Yeah. Fucking three minutes in, she can't hear shit. That's wild. I'm like, oh no, I miss. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. miss being at home. Yeah. People. Uh, suck. No, but it was terrific seeing people jump when they should jump and laugh yeah. when they should laugh. I mean, it was part of the experience. It's what it's for and. And uh, this is a great number, and it's possible that it is just here because this is a big anticipated sequel. It's PG-13, so it had a lot of crossover. But the numbers were, the demographic skewed diverse. More than half the audiences that saw this were non-white audience members. And the the ages were split. I believe actually like 21 and under or 25 and under were slightly higher percentage-wise, than uh, 25 and older, something like that, where younger people went as well. So um, it was uh, it was great to see theaters uh, back to life, and we hope it continues. Um, also opening uh, this weekend, Cruella, 21 million over the weekend, 26 million over the four-day, a squarely okay debut considering the circumstances. Uh, and the main reason for the lackluster start is, I think, simply Disney's Disney Plus strategy here. You think so? I think that the film being available for thirty dollars at home hampered the gross. I think it's possible that it was it's possible it was too early for two bigwigs to battle it out at the box office. Um, but the target audiences and the films were different enough that I have a feeling that if Cruella was a solely theatrical play, we'd be looking at larger numbers. I think we could have gotten easily over thirty. Um, Emma Stone is kind of a draw. Uh, the film has a distinct style. The reviews are there, and the people that went to see it enjoyed it quite a bit. An A cinema score. Um, the film may also enjoy legs, as family films during this time have stuck around. Ryan the Last Dragon, as you mentioned, which is also on Disney Plus for thirty dollars, opened with eight million back in March, and it just crossed fifty million this weekend. So the legs are big. And uh, it's possible that Cruella, especially next weekend with uh, maybe just The Conjuring, I don't know what else is coming out, maybe the default film for families. Um, But I have to imagine 
that Disney is a day or two away from scrapping the Black Widow Disney Plus strategy. Because that is also set to debut on Premiere Access and in theaters. Yeah. And with this Quiet Place opening the way it did, knowing that big anticipated movies can still make what they're supposed to make in theaters, I have to imagine they're like, you know what? Black Widow, just theaters. Because it's a lot of money they're leaving on the table. Yeah. Here's let me let me throw this at you, see if you think this makes any sense. Uh, a reason why I think maybe the Disney Plus thing isn't as big a factor for Cruella as it mm. might have been for Raya and the Last Dragon. Okay. Uh, the I think they're where they're gonna lose the most money with the Disney Plus thing is with like big families with young kids. The kind who where their parents you have are to gonna, buy individual tickets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a so it's a great deal, but also like the kind of young kids that are going to be like, "Mommy, mommy, we need to watch Ryan and the Last Dragon again." Uh, you can like rent it for another day. Like, "Mommy, daddy, do it, do it, do it." I mm-hmm. uh, ba- basically what I think is just like a slightly younger demographic than what Cruella is going for. Mm-hmm. Like this is a this is a this is a obviously a family movie, a movie uh, made I think uh, largely with children in mind, but I think it's like late late single digits like nine-year-olds 10 11 12 yeah i, I think the target demographic is is in my my mind is middle school yeah so i just to me maybe slightly too old to be mm-hmm. going like mommy mommy rent cruella mommy mommy do it do it right i so i just i don't i don't see that as as just as as big of a hit as like a movie that like raya well, or maybe like a you know, going back and going back in the pandemic, like Trolls World Tour. What what I'll say to that is, well, Trolls World Tour had the novelty of just being like a new movie that you could rent sure. pretty easily. But the, for the for the younger skewing ones, if this was not on Disney Plus, it is a movie in theaters made by Disney. And I think that parents, when thinking about taking their kids to a movie, are not necessarily going with the would my kids like it? I think, you know, like, let's look at the trailers. Is this a style they're into? I think it's more of, there's a new Disney movie. I'm, I bet they advertise the shit out of this on the Disney Channel. And by advertise, I mean advertisements that skewed the dogs behaving funnily. Uh-huh. You know, wink. And the fat guy eating shit. Like, the, I think that the, the advertisements skewed younger on those channels. And the fact that it's just a big Disney movie would automatically get... A segment of families to go see it in a theater. There's a new there's a new Disney movie out. Theaters are open. Let's go. Yeah. But the fact that it's available there, I think, cuts into that audience. Do you think that after this weekend with a quiet place, Warner Brothers changes there? Now, Paramount. I just want to say, you know, every studio has a different deal now with theaters. Yeah. Universal does. Paramount is 45 days, which I th- which is used to be 90 days before it could be released on DVD or uh. whatever. Uh, Paramount has 45 days and then Quiet Place is going to Disney uh, Disney Plus going to Paramount Plus um, do and we all know that Warner Brothers is for some reason <laughs> that it's on HBO Max only for 30 days and then it's only in theaters which is when movies are generally not popular anymore anyway yeah it's a weird thing um, do you think that Warner Brothers backs off this deal for certain movies do you think like The Matrix whatever it's called, uh, is the- theatrical only. Do you think they switch it on, like, West Side Story? Like, the certain big ones, you know, I think In the Heights is a little too close to that release uh-huh. date, 
But in my mind, if like A Quiet Place 2 come, came out and had this number and we were getting a Conjuring in July, they are like, oh, no, no, Conjuring is just going to be like, do, do you think they stick to it just to act like they're not, you know, didn't make a mistake? I I think for a couple of reasons, my guess would be they don't change it. Mm-hmm. Same thing uh, with Disney, with their, with the Black yeah, I mean, I've, D- Disney, I feel, I feel less certain that mm-hmm. they're not going to change. Warner Brothers, I think uh, they've already made this big announcement. Like all of our, all of our movies going forward this year are out on HBO Max day and date, uh, especially because they're still they're still trying to goose HBO Max too. Like that's right. that's a good point. That's doing better than it was, but it's it's still not like a huge hit. Uh, and they've already started doing it, and so for them to like suddenly about face so soon in i think would be like could be seen as like a sign of panic and i guess i also i also just don't know like i i don't know what like the contractual obligations are how how many moving parts are there is this just like do they they just have the autonomy to decide to turn it on and off well I mean, I'm, gu- I'm guessing no the only people that they first of all the contract doesn't affect theaters because they're getting the movie anyway when it opens. So the contract of whether they're allowed to do it would be between the production company who maybe own the movie with Warner Brothers. Because Warner Brothers don't, you know, they sometimes don't make the movies, they just distribute it. So it's a contract that they have between the partnership. So them, or it would be HBO Max. But HBO Max is owned by Warner Brothers anyway, or whatever, how that works. So it's the same thing. And then if it's the production company, like what, what production company would be like, just theaters? No, I want it on your streaming services. Well, I feel like they're all going to jump at the chance. I think that, and what I didn't think of is that this strategy of theirs already worked to best case scenario relatively yeah. results with uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Were that open to exactly what it would normally, but then it never really crossed 100. It still might, but it's less, looking less and less likely. Um, whereas if that was released just generally in theaters, it might have had longer legs because it, and it also might have, it would have had a bigger opening weekend. We we know this exactly because it was for free. Yeah, the Cruella thing is thirty dollars. Kong is like on a whim. Let's just watch this. But I think that if we continue through the summer and like, you know, the Conjuring opens to let's say thirty five, not quite the forty that they're used to, but thirty five, and In the Heights opens to fifty, and we just get these like robust numbers for these movies. I think that by the time we get to The Matrix, which I don't remember when that's coming out, and West Side Story, I think there's a good chance that they go, that did work, but that was always a contingency plan in case the rollout for theaters was slow. Uh-huh. But it looks like it's not, so we're going full steam ahead. I, 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 think, <clears throat> I think the goodwill they risk losing is... To who? Too big. To the people they want to buy HBO Max. Sure. I think it's... I think if they come out and say like, "Well, this was always a contingency plan," it's going to be very like evident but on that its face point, that no, is, it wasn't. But at that point, is anyone on the fence for HBO Max and then getting it for the Matrix when theaters are just open? You know what I mean? Would you rather sign up for uh, a subscription and pay fifteen dollars, even uh-huh. though it might be free for the first? I don't know. That's the cost of a movie ticket for one movie, or just go see it in a theater. It, it, it's tough. I wonder if it, at that point they've already done it so much and maybe by that point, they well, the Sex and the City thing's not going to be on yet, but maybe they still have some big content coming out. I don't know. What about, before we move on, what about Disney Plus? 
I yeah, I think they can do whatever they want. I think I think that's also I think that's also the thing about Disney is that they're so big. If they if they come out and be like, no, we're not doing Black Widow, like, who like right? But it doesn't matter. But do you think that they're going to react? Do 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 you think that this could influence their strategy going forward? Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely think it could. I think that I I feel like they're better in a position to be like. You know, it's, I don't know how the rental numbers were for Cruella, and they're never going to release those. But I think that there's a chance that they they, they go for Black Widow and and the like to just those big ones to go. Yeah, yeah. let's just do that. Um, we'll see. Uh, I don't have any second weekends spotlights. I want to mention uh, Wrath of Man uh, has 80 million worldwide. That's pretty good. Seems like a lot. And uh, Peter Rabbit two. Um, is open in the UK, which is just opening up theaters, Noah. Uh, and that has a uh, 36 million, uh, mainly from wow. Europe. So uh, their shit's also opening, and uh, things are seeing there. And I also just one more uh, time want to mention Kong versus Godzilla uh, because it uh, it's close to a hundred, but just that I, I do want to recognize that it was the it walked so a quiet place could run. Yeah. <laughs> Movie. Uh, it's made four hundred thirty-five million worldwide. Yeah, at the box office, that's huge. Not counting the amount of people that watch it on HBO Max, but I think that in the history of cinema, that's it's going to be a big footnote that is not going to get talked about. The fact that that opened to what thirty, opened to thirty-one million, fifty million for in five days, in early April. And that just is really what set off this big thing. So hopefully it keeps going. Um, it's uh, it's very exciting. I'm very interested to see what The Conjuring, The Devil Maybe Do It does next week. And especially what Cruella does, because those legs could be a factor, and A Quiet Place does against Conjuring. So we'll see. Um, Noah, you yeah. have a... I, <laughs> You have a uh, uh, a game for us to play. You, yeah, you, you got what I was thinking. Yeah. You have a game for us to play. I do. I So theaters are open again, right? I think so. Yeah. I, uh, so. Otherwise, I've forced a lot of theater employees to do things they did not want to do, like open up and give me popcorn and stuff. So, so with that in mind, it's time to play everybody's favorite game. I don't know the name of this. You're going to be on your own. Did it make more or less than open water? What? <laughs> open water? Open water. The because theaters the are open. These are open. I see. Open I, I thought you were going to do a box office one. Open. Wow, that's a random movie. Okay, open water, a, a big festival hit in 2000. And, oh, we're doing years. Do I? Is that part of the game, or can I say when I No, think it doesn't matter when open water came out. 2003, I believe. That is correct. Uh, we all know how to play. Uh, going back to our roots here, I name a movie. You tell me whether it made more or less than Open Water at the box office. Uh, for a bonus point, you can tell me what year the movie came out. That's it. Clean, simple. Drop okay. the the. Drop the the. Just Open Water. Are you gotcha. ready to play? Yes, I am. All right. Your first film is The November Man. Oh, these movies. <laughs> I know. Again, back to our roots. I'm going to say The November Man. This, I'm sorry. Just whether this made more or less. I'm going to say November, The November Man made more than Open Water. It didn't. Damn, oh, come on. Don't say <laughs> did not <laughs> No. How's Thank that? you. How's no. Uh, no, The November Man made less than okay. Open Water at the box Great. office. Great. Do you know what year The November Man oh, came out? Jesus Christ. 
No, I don't. 2016. Uh, close, but no, it was 2014. Okay. Uh, but there's still time the to earn enough points <laughs> to win. This next one you're going to be fine with, and I think the third one you're going to be mad again. Uh, <laughs> Great. Our second film is Manchester by the Sea. Did it make more or less open water? I'm going to say that made more. Correct, it yeah. did. What year did Manchester by the Sea? Okay, uh, let's see. He, okay, Emma, no, Brie Larson gave him his award, famously. So when did Room come out? I think Room came out in 2005. I'm going to say uh, uh, Manchester came out in 2016. Correct on both counts. Nice. Two points. You're still in the game for our third film, From Paris with Love. The November Man and Paris with Love from Paris with Love. And there were plenty more like it. I, I bet. I'm going to say that made less than open water. That is correct. Yeah, yeah, I bet it did. But when did it make less? Uh, 2012. Uh, 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 not quite. 2010. 2010. But uh, that brings it to a uh, three-point total and... As you pointed out to me when we were workshopping this game, uh, they are the year is a bonus point offered. It is not part of the score. Great. Uh, so you got three out of three. You win. I did. This week's a win. Nice. We're adding wins and losses. The first game. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna keep track of whether I win or lose. So the first game back, I win. Congratulations. That's nice to hear. Uh, moving right along. Uh, come and gone from a theater near you. Brian, are you ready to go back in time? I am, yes. All right. Uh, 2006. Mm-hmm. Week 22. This is June 2nd, 2006. It's not... It's not The Conjuring 2, is it? No, it is not. Okay. 2006? Oh, 6. Jesus, sorry. Uh, 2006. Um, One film. The Breakup. The Breakup. Right on the money. <laughs> yeah. Right on the money with the breakup. But can you be right on the money? See what I did there? Yeah. It was nice. It was very I'm pretty nice. happy with it. I liked it. Can I be on the money with what? Oh, on the money. How much did it make? Yeah, can you... I, think, you I thought on, that was the beginning of a sentence. No, you were right on the money, but can you be right on the money? I don't think you did see what I did. No, I did. I did. I thought it was... He right on the money. What did it make on its opening? I, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I do know what that made. That made... Uh, oh, God. I might go too low. Shit. Did that open to 50? No, I'm, I'm going to stick with my 40 on that. 40? Yeah. 39. Well done. Yeah. $39 million for the breakup. This was, of course, themed because we just watched the Friends reunion, partially. Oh, yes. Watching this. Yeah, yeah uh, I saved Noah from uh, some stuff on that he wouldn't yeah, like. You, you basically edited Corden out of the thing. I did, and also uh, the testimonials from just people right. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. What does Kit Harrington think of Friends? Like, I don't... Turns out he likes it. Yeah, I, I don't care at all. Does anyone? What Kit Harrington thinks of Friends? All right, let's leave Kit Harrington alone. I'm he's just had saying, rough, he's, he's like had a, a rough time, sir. He's like a regular dramatic actor. Yeah. What is? What is? It's not a big HBO show. HBO Max. I get it. Synergy. <laughs> Great. Synergy. Um, they, they couldn't have gotten Dinklage. I said this to Noah uh, ahead of time. Noah Domus, we are not going to do. This is correct. Uh, because I just don't know how. 
R-rated sequels. I, you know, I don't know if this Quiet Place thing is going to hold up. So before, as we get into the summer, we may do um, uh, Noah Damas again once we get a feel for how things are. But for right now, we're not going to. And I, if if I don't really know what it's going to open to, I don't think it's fair uh, f- for Noah to have to say it. So uh, we're skipping that for now. But we are bringing back a segment. Early reactions. Love it. This, of course, the... Uh, oh, by the way, Noah Damas, excuse me. Yeah. Um, I recently have updated your chart, and I included all the ones you got wrong and right, green and red. Um, obviously, Wonder Woman has been grayed out. You said it would be the highest grossing film of the summer of 2020. <laughs> That's just grayed out. No wins or loss there, okay? Yeah. Um and uh, that might be the only one that's great. Oh, uh, Scoob, you said open to 13, also great out. SpongeBob on the run, open to 37, great out. I'm going to take the win on Scoob. You, <laughs> you said Wonder Woman would open to 130, great out. Tenant, open to 65, great out. Spiral, open to 25, great out. I'm not even counting that. However, you did on January 6th of 2020 okay. predicted A Quiet Place Part 2 based oh, on my God. analysis. Oh, God. And I, I, because that was going to be a weekend, yeah. we just did week. We didn't know it was going to be a holiday, because yeah. obviously. And you said it would open to $45 million. And guess oh, what? Yeah. $48 million. I'm putting that as green, baby. Fuck well done. Yeah. You are back in the green. I don't think we did a Conjuring early reaction at all. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. That was an early reaction. That wasn't even with my analysis. That was just the trailer. So Fuck yeah. We didn't get to do it because really, there was no weekend before Quiet Place 2 came out because it didn't come out. Um, and no, I do, we don't have... We do have an In the Heights coming up, uh, but we don't have... Uh, uh, I think the longest one might be uh, July, July 15th. Of 2019, I think you predicted what uh, the Kingsman would open to. God, I gotta go. I gotta go back and find. There it is. Find my document. Isn't that wild? July 15, 2019, I think, because there was we didn't do it in last summer. Yeah. So there you go. But uh, I updated it for you, um, and uh, yeah. Wow! Look at that. Yep. The Kingsman. The Kings. <laughs> Man, you also said in uh, Last Christmas that the, you would predict the twist would be spoiled in a trailer. And it was never actually spoiled in a trailer. That's true. Sure. So, there you go. But I wanted to mention your win on A Quiet Place Part 2, and I want to kind of keep that going with the Noah Domus or the early reactions, just to kind of update us what we thought. Oh, yeah. So, old M. Night Shyamalan. Is he back with the, the big original? You know, The Visit was a success. Split was huge. Glass, not so much, but it was a sequel. Now he's got an original film back. Terrific cast. Wait till you see who's actually in this movie. Terrific cast. Um, and we're going to watch the full trailer. So we're going to cut the mics, watch it. Noah will give us his instant reaction and his instant prediction for what it will make on opening weekend. I know what you're thinking. I've listened to all these episodes. I know how this usually sounds. Sounds like garbage. Not this time. Because as always, it'll be seamless. July 23rd, 2021. Written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Noah, what a cast. Gail Garcia Bernal. Vicky Crapes. Yeah. From cool. Phantom Thread. Alex Wolf, Eliza Scanlon. Thomas and McKenzie. Goodness gracious. What did you think of the trailer? Uh, I thought the trailer was better than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed like it could be cool. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, 
It's a great premise. It's a great like M Night premise where you're just like, man, that's what an interesting story. It's creepy. We'll see. What, it's got to have a thing happening in it. I'm a little, a little concerned. I couldn't quite tell if this was the case. I do you think Alex Wolf and Thomas and McKenzie are just going to be playing like, like tiny children? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I've... they they'd have to, right? Like, I because when when I he comes know, out. Like... When she comes out, she goes like, Dad? Like, you know, she doesn't understand, so her brain hasn't also adapted to the age. Right. That makes me nervous. Because I like, I like them because they're, like, good and compelling actors, and I don't, I don't think you can be, like, a good and compelling five-year-old, really. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, seems cool. Could be creepy. Seems cool. The lady cool. falls off a cliff. M, M. Knight's on a, uh, yeah, I think that's Eliza's count, by the way. Uh, M. Knight's on a, a, a original film role. You know? Okay. All right. The Visit, The Split. Sure. Glass sure. was a sequel, so we'll just skip over that one. Um, but when he, you know, he seems to maybe be in his bag again. What do you think? July 23rd, 2021. What do you think uh, we're talking about here for an opening weekend? Oh, Where are we going to be at the time? I... People going to want to see this? This movie, I, this is this is tough, but also, like, I know exactly what's going to happen. In that Sounds very easy then. It's going to open. Yes, correct. <laughs> the end. That's my prediction. No, I, I'm gonna say we're still in a time of like boom and bust sort of weeks. Okay. But I think old might boom. I think this is the kind of thing that might get the people going. I like boom and bust. Uh, you should hang on to that. Do you make that up? No, that's just a. Uh, oh. Never mind. It's at least like a sports term. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's going to open to thirty million dollars. Okay, mark it down. Is that like just back in normal times? Is that like a good number? Uh huh. Okay. Good. Yeah. I'm looking for a good number. Yeah. Um, all right, no, recommend a movie. What should people see uh, or watch in a theater or other? We generally do theater, but uh, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. All right, uh, so speaking of uh, Vicky Crepes, uh, we went and saw Cruella this weekend, and though obviously in retrospect uh, the analog is uh, Cruella is the devil wears Prada for children. I see where you're going. I thought you were going somewhere, and then I thought, what is he doing? And then I was like, oh, I was right. My uh, my overall reaction to Cruella is like, oh, what if they made Phantom Thread as IP for children? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I assume you're all adults out there, listeners of the world. Uh, so go watch Phantom Thread instead. Hey, listen, if there are any kids listening, hey, how, how, you know, how are you? Stay in school. Yeah. Um, you're really cool for listening to this podcast. You should tell your friends how cool it is, and uh, thanks for listening. I apologize for the occasional language mm. uh, that I think probably mostly get from me. I uh, swear, you know. Yeah, sure. I, I I would bet on balance. I I, I tip the scales a little more, but sure. We both we both uh, yeah. offend the sensibilities. <laughs> sure. That's anyway, Phantom point. Thread is excellent. It's yeah. on HBO Max. Uh, there you go. It's very really funny and compelling. Uh, terrifically acted it's very good into it should i do what i did last weekend now that it's out or should i do something else something else all right because it would be the same reason yeah but it's a good reason you know quiet place 2 is very entertaining yeah 
But no, I'm going to go with a different movie, but it's also one you can see in theaters. You may have to look for it, but Noah and I had just a blast watching Nobody uh, last week with uh, Bob Odenkirk. Um, So that is what I recommend. No one will probably be in the theater with you. Take a buddy. You guys can laugh through it. It's very funny. It's very violent. It's just a ton of fun. Get some popcorn and candy. Movies are back. This is a good one to see. Yeah, Nobody was a lot of fun indeed. Yeah. Really expected just a run-of-the-mill movie, but with Bob Odenkirk in it. Yeah, but no, it's it's, it's as a fun, point of view, fun and funny and good. And I like mm-hmm. it. It's distinct. It's 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 uh it's good. So yeah. you'll enjoy it. All right, Noah, plug us up. All right, you can find us at what's in the We are on Twitter at witboxoffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I am at Brian Deserber, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. And of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Stitcher. Uh, the movies are back. Your podcast listenership can be back as well. With uh, get a ticket, get a and subscription. On that note, where the fuck have you all been? I mean, we been... had some awesome shit going on, and you guys left us because movies weren't around. When you subscribe, <sighs> when you give us a follow, a plus, five stars how only. These platforms work. Five stars only. Yes, please. I. Uh, but you can go back and look at our archives. I think that's a feature. We have our, our trilogy. We have our decades trilogy, Noah. Yes. A trilogy of tournaments. Multiplex Madness. We did our, the only three decades you and I have been alive in. And we searched for the greatest blockbusters in each of those decades. They were a ton of fun. Go back and listen to those. The good decade, the bad decade, and the ugly decade. You can hear an episode where I was like actually inflicted with coronavirus. I probably had one in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. But an episode the day before I found out I had it. So you can really hear me struggle through an episode. I won't tell you which one it is. Go find it. But it's there. And I listened to it recently. And it's pretty fun to listen to. Good. No, that's it. Our first episode back. It felt good. It felt right. I love it. Uh, We'll be back next week. And next week is just as exciting, guys. Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Biggest horror franchise currently ongoing. How will it do? Are people back for it? Also, is Cruella going to be leggy? And A Quiet Place Part 2, was it just a flare? Or is it a flame that will burn long after its release? I'm looking Noah dead in the eye as I say this. Um, that is all next week. Uh, we'll see you then. This has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. We'll see you next week. And until then, if you feel safe, go see a movie.